0: Hello and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. I'm Kelso, and I changed the intro because we talked about it last time. I noticed. I'm <laughs> Kyla.
1: and I'm Carl.
0: I I I forgot about it until until I started talking, and then I remembered <laughs> that I was going to do that. So I
1: wondered
2: you if that would it happen forever. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking, like, I wonder if she'll start saying it and then remember what we talked about last time.
0: Which is funny, because I, I, I was thinking about it after we recorded last time, and I was like, I should remember to do that. And then I just stopped thinking about it until exactly now. It worked out.
2: Yep.
0: It worked out just fine. And we yep. have...
2: Because we do game design analysis, not game design and analysis.
0: True is the gist. <laughs> For now, I mean, who knows? Maybe in the future yep. we'll we'll expand. Yeah, we could have up? a
2: segment. We could have a segment where we try and design like a better version of the game in Ooh. like theory.
0: Ooh, that could be fun.
2: Or we 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 take the game and we try and design a version of it combined with whatever the previous game was that we just paused podcasted
0: on <laughs> the the uh, the Frankenstein hour, yeah <laughs> ah. well, how- I'm pretty
1: sure that's how you make Japanese games
0: <laughs> I mean, it's possible. Just gotta throw in some tentacles and you're good. I mean, maybe I play different kinds of Japanese games than you guys, but uh
2: maybe eh. i was I was going to go into like a a question of like. What two games combined to make Katamari Damashi? But, uh, <clears throat>
1: Marble Madness and.
2: Uh, and oh, any, I forgot
1: the name of it.
0: Any early 90s collect a and, and, and Kirby. Late 90s. Oh, Kirby. Yeah, yeah that's a good one.
2: <laughs> Marble Madness and Kirby. Nice. Yeah. That works for me. That works. Anyway. I, I can live with that. Yeah. How are you guys?
0: Uh, man, pretty good. It's I, It's no longer spring break. I mean, it hasn't been spring break for like a week for me, but, you know. I'll just back in Maybe the saddle.
2: Back at it? Yep. <clears throat> That's fine. I was getting all kinds of uh, talk in my stream chat today from people like, Oh, I gotta write this paper, or I gotta do this stats work. And I'm like, man, I, I work really hard, but I'm, I'm kind of glad I'm not in school anymore. <laughs>
0: I'm not gonna miss it. Carly, you gonna like, miss it?
2: I loved school while I, don't I was know. in it,
1: but kinda.
0: I don't know. I've never I've never enjoyed being in school. I've I've always been ready to not be in school anymore. So that's just that's just how I am though.
2: That's fair. I, I really <laughs> like school. I am someone who thrives in an academic environment. But there are certain things about it that, like, I'm happy to not, not be in anymore. Like
1: Having to the write world... stuff about everything you do?
2: No, I love that part. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have a Tumblr. I do that sort of anyway. Um, but, yeah, no, I, like... The sort of stress of, like, having things do immediately, which I guess hasn't gone away because... Uh, you know, I still have deadlines at work and things, but it, it feels less extreme than the, like, school deadlines did.
0: It always feels nicer when you know you're getting paid to have deadlines rather than paying yeah. money to have the deadlines.
2: That's totally fair also. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and I also, like, I miss... If I was going to miss school, I would miss, like, college. I would not miss, like, high school. Like, having regular, like, daily homework... That I don't miss at all. Yeah.
1: I so miss high school. Really? I I just wish I could go back and, like, study.
0: And, like, do better?
1: There's so much stuff, like, to do that I didn't do. Yeah.
2: (laughs) You wish you could do it correctly? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's a thing. I... (sighs) High school was fine for me. Like, I didn't have the, like torturous, horrible high school experience that I think a lot of people have. Um, But I just, I don't like having nightly math homework. Like, I am am so glad to be out of a stage where I, like, had nightly math homework. Like, nightly
0: math homework and, like, a test every week or, like, multiple tests every week that you have to study for, you know. Or quizzes, whatever.
2: Yeah. To
1: be fair, we didn't really have homework.
2: You, you Europeans, and your excellent schools.
0: (laughs) Yep. Take another, Mm -hmm. take another point off for the American school system. My Mm -hmm.
2: gosh. Hmm. Yep. Uh, Everything I've I've read has said that like regular nightly homework is like not actually an effective way of learning. But I mean, yeah. My friends and I sort of. I think you
1: could learn a lot
2: uh yes and no i think like giving people homework to the point where they don't have time to do things that are not school things is like bad for their development as a person and uh i don't know like a not insane stressed out individual yeah i mean but what do
0: I... students especially if you're in like Especially if you do theater and sports and, like, music or any combination of the above. Like, you're kind of screwed on yeah. having having any sort of life outside of those things. Because I did, I did a lot of music and theater stuff. And I, you know, there were days when I got to school uh, at 6am for morning rehearsals. And then I had school. And then I had, like, an hour afterwards to go home and eat some food really quick. And then I came back. Maybe it was, like, two hours. And then I came back and I was, like, at school until 9 p.m. for nighttime rehearsals. It's just, like...
2: Yep, I had those days. I had, I had, like, a small, at least one, I think, possibly multiple, like, small nervous breakdowns because of days like that. Oh, yeah. Where it's, like, oh, yeah, you have, you know, like, 6.30 flute practice before school. And then you have school. And then you've got theater practice. And then you have, like, spirit week activities to, like... Work on and
0: yeah yeah. I remember <laughs> I remember one morning like showing up. Uh, my my early morning was show choir. Um, and I remember like showing up to show choir at six a.m. and I hadn't slept the night before because I came home at nine p.m. and then I had to do a bunch of homework, you know. So I just like <laughs> I just broke down and started crying in my car, and then I finally got out of my car and went into the building and like one of my instructors saw me and she was like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not okay! <laughs> and so she told me like, just to go home. And I didn't go home, I just sat in my car for like two hours and cried for a while and then I just kind of sat there for a while. It was, high school yep. was
2: like, oh, a lot of, a lot that of, sounds, of that shit going on. Yeah, that sounds like what I remember of the high school experience for the most part. Yep,
1: I, I feel so bad because I, I was one of those People, like, I skipped as much as I could of school classes.
2: Yeah, I know. Not us overachievers, like, gotta get in there, gotta be doing all the extracurriculars, gotta be getting all the good grades. Yeah, honestly, I wish I would have done
0: less music stuff. And because part of that was I was always in, like, a choir class and, like, one other thing. Uh, And that cut into my ability to take art classes. And I wish I would have been able to take more art classes because uh, guess who didn't end up majoring in, you know, musical theater or whatever I was thinking about <laughs> in high school. So
2: well, that's all right. You got to do a lot of you got to do a lot of uh, art stuff later. Yeah. And it's hard to know what your interests are in high school. Yeah. Kind of just gotta try a piece of everything and like. Hope that something sticks like you're lucky if you like know enough of what you like to have a general idea of what sort of college you want to go to when you graduate yeah like if you have that much then you're in a good spot
0: and <laughs> but, like, like be, being good at music and being good at theater in high school and doing those things is like a really really good source of validation when you're younger um mm-hmm. And it's, it's like something that I felt like I had some amount of agency in. It's like, this is a thing that I'm doing, and I'm doing it good, and I'm doing it hard, and I'm getting praised for it. Because you
2: want to. Yeah, yeah. And I'm,
0: like, I'm getting praised for doing a thing that I want to do. So that, you know, I think that was, like, good to have. But on the other hand, I wish I, I, wish I had taken more art classes, I guess is what it comes down to. Uh, I mean,
1: I had a similar experience with, like, math. Because I pretty much screwed my grades by not going to school, but math was always, like, the thing I got, like, highest grades in. Ugh. And I ended up studying math, which was kind of a mistake.
2: <laughs> I don't yeah. know.
1: It's
2: like, well, I'm good at this, so I guess this is the thing I should be doing, but it's like, yeah, no, that's actually, like not exactly necessarily.
1: my thought process. I started <laughs> studying math because I was good at it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. no it's uh I probably the best decision I made in high school was my my guidance counselors were pressuring, pressuring me to take like a, a fourth year of math um which is not mandatory in our school and I I like resisted the pressure and took uh instead I took a creative writing class and a TV productions class and that was amazing <laughs> like both of them were awesome
0: nice yeah I, I'm I'm I took uh, I took a couple creative writing classes and those were always fun. Well, one of them was fun and the other one was like I didn't know it when I signed up for it, but it was like it was like remedial writing for oh. for people who don't write at all. So that was uh, kind of disappointing, but I had fun with it. And I I at the time was reading a lot of Stephen King, so for my final I just wrote like the most violent graphic thing i could write i like
2: get called into the guidance office
0: no i didn't <laughs> i was reading the dark tower too so it was like a supernatural western i wish i still had that but i don't
2: oh well god yeah i wonder what became of the stuff that i wrote in high school it might be like on a freaking floppy disk somewhere in my parents house
1: hopefully yeah. lost forever
2: <laughs> yeah well, I, I, you know, I wrote fan fiction in middle school and high school, so that's on the internet, so that's never going away. I know so if I'm... you want to know what a terrible writer I was at age 14, uh, I can't, I physically can't look at it anymore. Like, I, I tried at one point, like, I found it, and I tried to read it, and it made me, like, physically uncomfortable to read it, and I had to, st- I had to stop.
0: Yeah, I I know I wrote some fanfic in middle school. Um I don't I didn't put it on the internet anywhere. It was mostly just like me and a couple of my friends all wrote fanfic and we would just like read each other's fanfic. Um So I'm sort of glad that it's not on the internet. But that, you know, that was like multiple computers and uh I think I think at that point I was working on floppy disks, so yep. Yeah.
2: One of the reasons I can probably never run for office. <laughs> yeah. I feel it. Although given given what uh, our current president is like on tape having said maybe anyone can be president in this country now.
0: Yeah, I mean who's who's gonna who's gonna like turn their nose up to a little bit of yaoi, you know? Yep. Nobody. Say like,
2: listen, listen, our president literally on tape bragging about molesting women. You can't you can't tell me shit about Wait. my fan fictions. <laughs> Stop
0: kink shaming me. Damn it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh. Exactly. Anywho.
0: Anywho. Um, we played a game. Yeah, should we talk about the game? I guess yeah. we can talk about the game. I feel like I don't know, this is this has been an amount of talking about non game things. <laughs> which is what we usually start with.
2: Yeah. I mean I can talk about more non game things, but I'm also ready to talk about this game. <laughs> yeah. So, All right. yeah,
0: you can intro so it. So,
2: the, the game we played was called Zumbinis. Uh, it is a remake of the Logical Journey of the Zumbinis, which is a game from 1996, um, made by Broderbund, which I believe is the people who did Myst? I think so. Um, what? But, among, other, among others, but yeah, uh, developer, manufacturer, Broderbund Software, um, also the learning company. But anyway Um So the logical journey of the Zumbinis uh, Was the game where you take A bunch of tiny blue creatures Um From their The place where they are entrapped in a super bad business deal <laughs> Which I had forgotten That that was how this game started yeah. Um They've been taken advantage of by uh By like Horrible capitalists Um I guess they're pretty capitalist too, so I don't know. Just like they've been they've been taken advantage of by like bad business. By like unscrupulous
0: and, capitalists.
2: Yeah. And they uh they need to escape from what is essentially an enslavement. Um and journey to their promised land. So they're going from Zumbini Island to Zumbiniville, um to try and uh and get some place where they can, you know, they can live their own lives and and do their own sales stuff again. <laughs> I mean,
0: essentially, essentially, they're like breaking a contract, which I think is probably kind of a no-no. But, eh, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, but it sounds like it sounds like the I forget what the name of, was of the like evil people who enslaved them. But it sounds like they were not exactly adhering to the uh, the rules either. Probably. So. I'm trying, yeah,
0: I'm trying. So anyway. uh, the, the Bloats. I just found it. That's what they're
2: bloats, called. Yes. yes. Um, so you Are they the ever
1: mentioned after the intro cutscene? After scene? the intro?
2: Nope. Not, not that I know of. I, did, I haven't actually finished it all the way yet, so I don't know if there's another cutscene at the end. There might be, but uh, it's not about the Bloats. It's about the Zumbinis and their logical journey. Uh, so you take the Zumbinis, uh through a series of logic puzzles that are just like very classic um, just sort of logical thinking puzzles. Um, there's a, there's like one path in the beginning with three puzzles then there is a branch where you can take one of two paths that each have three puzzles and then they combine again and there's a final path with three puzzles. So you have to get the Zumbinis like 16 at a time uh, from the island over to the, their final Zumbiniville, and there are 400 total Zumbinis, so it takes a while uh, yeah. but it's, yeah, it's it's very cute um, it's, a, it's a decent setup for a bunch of like disconnected logic games basically and most of the games deal with uh, when you create the Zumbinis, they're like a little blue head and they can have one of a series of like hair styles Uh, eyes, nose colors, and feet. Uh, and so a lot of the puzzles are related to, like, what attributes the Zumbinis have and, like, grouping them according to some logic or separating them according to some logic or things like that. Yeah. Uh, That is the gist. I figure we can probably go through all the, uh, the puzzles one by one. Yeah. Unless you guys have more general stuff that you want to, uh, to mention first
0: okay so general stuff actually the one thing that I want to mention um, I-, I know you said uh, when we were when you entered this last time uh, one of the selling points that they had was for uh, keeping the original narration and a lot of the voice acting and <laughs> let me tell you turns out that absolutely is a selling point because yep. this narrator is. Mm, creme de la creme narration right here.
2: <laughs> the
0: voice acting in this game, though, am I right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, this guy loved his job. Yep. Like I, I, I would like try to do a recreation of it just for like illustration purposes, but I, I can't, I can't sully the man's good work. You just have to go look it up. Um, yeah. Really? Look up,
2: uh, narrator, narrator, logical journey of the Zumbinis. Yeah, so the, they advertised, like, original voices, including the narrator, the pizza trolls, and the stone guardians. And, like, just hearing those voices again was a, a blast from the past for me. It's like, oh my god, I remember these so well.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um... And the other, I mean, the only real thing that they updated was, like, the art. Um, and I guess, I guess not you... It not that much. Yeah. Like... It's basically just redraws of all the backgrounds. Like, they put it into a widescreen format because uh, previously it was only in 4x3, I think. And mm-hmm. um, they basically, you know, it was all pixel art and kind of rough pixel art from what I've seen. Um, and just did, like, nice photoshop redraws of all of the environments and ah they're really uh, like the environments are really pretty um really well yeah, really good. well done um, yeah they
2: they make it sort of like fairy tale like visually so that it's not uh so that it, it actually like aged pretty well yeah um and actually looking at the looking at some of the these uh images the old stuff wasn't that bad like, it was actually pretty, like, hand-drawn as well. Um, like, pretty much all they did was make it so that uh, it's, um, it looks like you remember it instead of like it actually looked, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that, that actually is, like, a really really good way of describing it.
1: Um, I have no idea what you mean.
2: So, it, it, when I think of it nostalgically from my childhood... I remember, like, these lovely hand-painted backgrounds. And the new backgrounds look like my nostalgic memories of what the backgrounds were supposed to look like, as opposed to when you actually look at the backgrounds, they're, like, not quite that good.
0: Yeah, I I think looking at it, like, the backgrounds initially probably were, like, hand-painted, and then the issue was just, like, resolution conversion, which gives a lot of artifacting.
1: Could also be like one of those things where you know, where old screens used to like blend pixels together.
0: Mhm. Yeah.
1: So like God. older games usually look more pixelated now than they did when they released.
2: Yeah, that's that might be.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I don't know much about like how that works, but that's <laughs> that sounds accurate.
0: Regardless, like the new, the new, the updated art looks really nice and i i appreciate it a lot
2: yeah and uh, i guess i should i should mention that this is a game from my childhood was one of the reasons that we picked this um is this is a game that i remember playing you know on one of our like first computers um that i was you know i was given because it was an educational game and you know they were sort of all the rage at the time um And I have very fond memories of it, so I wanted to see if, like, my nostalgia for it uh, held up. Did it? And, you know, I kind of think it did, overall. Like, it's not an amazing game, but it's a pretty solid, like, logic puzzle thing. Um, And it actually does not have some of the design flaws that I remember it having, because I think the things I remember as design flaws were just me, little kid me, being bad at logic puzzles.
0: Yeah, little kids. Uh, yeah, I, you know, a lot of times I would be like on a puzzle and just losing tons of beaties and being like, "Man, I'm I'm 27. I <laughs> yeah. I am not I'm not that dumb, and I'm I'm really." wondering how a child could do this. But you know, when you're when you're a little kid, you have far fewer video games than we had when we were kids. And Mm -hmm. uh or than, you know Yeah. When we were kids we have far fewer games than we have now and probably fewer games than kids today have, depending on their parents and how much their parents pay attention to them. Um so, you know, it's it's it totally makes sense that a kid could just play this game all day every day or maybe not yep. all day, but every day and just, like, grind away at it and actually understand yeah. what's
2: going on. So, yeah. Yeah, and s- some of the puzzles are pretty hard. Like, there's, th- some of them, uh, like, s- some of them are pretty, like, are kind of trivial. Some of them feel a little trial and error-y. Like, some of them are better than others. Yeah. Um, but some of them are, like, really, like, interesting and tough and, like, like feel good when you get the right answer. Yeah.
1: Um, I so never I felt th- that. I don't think no? <laughs> they not always even. felt triv- like, trivial. Trivial. Yeah,
2: I always, I always felt very um, like satisfied when I got um when I did well on Mudball Wall, because even though like if you sit and think about it, it's not too hard. Um, it's still like it feels like you thought you know, like you put some thought into it. Um, I've and never. Also,
1: I never understood that. My ball? I, I never lost a Simbini on that.
0: But oh, I never wow.
1: understood it.
2: Maybe, Interesting.
0: Maybe it just sort of came to you subliminally.
2: <laughs> maybe. Um, and also the one with the fleens. I forget what that's actually called. I think it's just um, called
0: fleens. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: that, one, that one I felt like I had to... Um actually, like sit and sort through my zumbinis and like decide which ones were likely to be the correct ones and which ones weren't. Um and they also they the games change as the difficulty level goes up. So as you go through the puzzles, um each path, and you've like completed a certain amount of time, a uh, certain number of times, it rises in difficulty. Um, so there's four difficulties. Um, Ah, what are they? What are they there's, called? Because uh, uh, it doesn't start with easy, which is like a silly sort of thing. Yeah, it's, I, I think I've got it the Wikipedia with not up. So easy. Yeah, so
0: the first one is not so easy. The second one is oh so hard. The third one is very hard, and the fourth one is very very hard.
2: Yeah. So each time you go up a difficulty level, um, and the paths go up. Like um, individually, so you might, if you'd like, for instance, at the fork, you do the top path a lot, then the top path will get more difficult, but the bottom path won't. Um, but every time it goes up in difficulty, they like add a new wrinkle to the puzzle, and some of it, it sometimes it doesn't change it that much, but sometimes it really changes it a lot actually, and like changes the feel of the puzzle. Uh, so I think like that's also kind of an interesting element. Yeah. Alright, so you have the wiki open. I do so. have the wiki open,
0: so <laughs> let's, I can- uh,
2: Let's go through the uh, the puzzles.
0: Okay, so the first puzzle is uh, allergic cliffs, where your Zumbidis have arrived from their island onto sort of the main landmass, and they come upon a cliff uh, with, a, with two sort of rickety rope plank bridges, and under each bridge is a face. And uh, each face is allergic to- uh, an undefined feature that each of your Zoombities has. So like, say one will not allow Zoombities with roller skates to pass, so mm-hmm. the roller skate ones have to pass, you know, the second bridge. So you have to figure out um, which which feature or features the bridge is uh, allergic to so that you can get all your Zoombities across. And if they okay. sneeze like five times, I think the bridge goes out and you just lose all the zombinis that. Uh, yeah,
2: every time every time they sneeze, like one of the pegs holding the bridge up, like gets blown away. And so if they if they all get blown away, then the bridge collapses and you have to continue without, without the Zumbinis that are left on the far shore. I'm so sorry. it's it's six pegs, not five, but yeah, six pegs. Yeah. Yep. Um. um the, does it say in the wiki there like what the wrinkles are for the added difficulties? Because I feel like on the hardest difficulty, I never quite figured out like how that what that game worked. Like I was mostly doing that one by trial and error.
0: Yeah, I, I felt like the first two puzzles I did a lot of trial and error with. Um, yeah, I know. I know the first one, it only it like it only ran a check on one type of feature. So it was only looking at eyes, or it was only looking at hair, or only looking at yeah. feet. Um. And then the second one, um, I remember it's, it. It it's said t- it two features. Yeah. So if it has one of two features, um, then it lets you pass. So I'm assuming then it just kind of goes up from there. So one of three features, and then like, well, no, the third one is like.
1: It's allergic to some penis that. Don't have two features,
0: right? Hmm. So, yeah, that one—that one gets a little burnt. That
1: means me. three features, right?
2: I think so. Does it? They have four. Do they have four total features? Yes. Zumbinis have yeah, because they've got hair, eyes, noses, and feet. So, yeah, and uh, man, they really changed the way that the. The glasses look in the modern version. I'm looking at some of the old stuff and, like, the hairstyles. Like, everything looks pretty much the same, except they had, like, pretty low-key glasses for the Zumbinis wearing glasses. Uh, and in the current one, they have, like, these big, round... Uh, big, round red glasses. And I guess instead of generic eyes um, with, like, slight uh, eyelashes, they have the, like, tiny, beady eyes... In the modern version,
0: I like the tiny beady eyes. Those, are, those, are the, those were like the cutest zoom beans. <laughs>
2: yeah, they were pretty good. Um, yeah. So, yeah, unclear, unclear what the added difficulty necessarily is. So it's it's they're not allergic to two features on level three. Um, do we know what it is on level four? I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. know, I didn't get it up to level four. I guess Where I'm reading, it just
1: say uh, it just say uh, surprisingly similar to Very Hard.
2: Okay, so maybe it just doesn't get that much more difficult. Um, so Okay, so the second one is the Rock Guardians. So there's like a set of four caves arranged in a grid. Um, there's two trolls that control whether you go left or right. And there's two trolls that control whether you can go top or bottom. Um, and it, this is like a almost identical to the first puzzle. It's kind of weird to me that they put these two puzzles right next to each other. Yeah. Um, But basically, like, there's some combination of features that they consider, like, you know, not cool enough to let you through. So they will, like, knock you back down. And again, it starts with, like, you know, all of them like, only spiky hairs can only go left, and glasses can only go to the top, or something like that. Um... But as it, as it goes on, those rules become sort of, like, more complicated and harder to follow. That's another one that I don't feel like I, I fully understand the rule set. Yeah, I'm
1: reading them very, very hard, and I have still no idea. <laughs> it's just, like, combinations of features and, like... Yeah. These,
0: yeah, these I first must... two I, I did a lot of trial and error on, I'm not proud to admit. Yeah, <laughs> and you can
2: sort of... Feel it out intuitively a little bit where you're like, okay, this Zumbini is very similar to this other Zumbini and they let that Zumbini through, so they'll probably let this one through. Yeah.
0: It always comes down to me having like two Zumbinis that are kind of the oddballs that don't really share any features with any of the other ones. Like, I I feel like there's always one batch where I'll have, you know, exactly one with red glasses or i'll have exactly one with a yellow nose you know because yeah. i i always just randomize it i don't yeah i don't pick them out because who has time for that <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, did give
1: them for... all a different name
0: yeah
2: <laughs> yeah who has time to individually name and and pr- pick the features for 400 zoom <laughs> yeah that's
0: that's that's too many zoom beanies. i will yeah. i will let RNG take care of it for me. Yeah,
2: they have a they have a roll the dice button where you just press it and it's you can roll for a single zumbini or you can just hit the roll all button and just randomly generate all your zombies. Yep. Which is usually what I ended up doing. Yep. Um but there was something I was going to say about those guys. I find that one kind of annoying because if you pick the wrong path, it the animation of them getting knocked down the hill takes a while. And so it's like a little bit before you can try again. Yeah. Which is always I mean, the the worst part of these.
1: That's a common problem.
2: It is. Throughout I throughout this
1: game. Yeah.
2: With, with... There's a there's a number of puzzles where it's like, uh, this puzzle takes too long. Yeah.
0: Or or with the cliffs even, you can only have one zumbini crossing a bridge. Like you can have one Zubiti crossing either bridge. So if you have like if you want to put one on the front bridge and one on the back bridge the one crossing the front has to get all the way across before the one crossing the back can start. It's, yeah. So.
2: The, and I mean, yeah. I, I sort of see, like, I'm sure that had to do with the initial limitations of the system, that they, like, can't simultaneously calculate correctness or can't simultaneously animate those heads or yeah. something like that. And so, uh, and, you and know, it, I understand it, why it's that
0: way, but... I could see, like, an issue arising if you have two zumbinis crossing sep- uh, separately, um, mm-hmm. Or simultaneously, where if only one of them sneezes, but like you aren't paying enough attention, then you won't know which one sneezed, or something yeah. like that. You know, so it it makes and sense. It's, re- it's just it's kind remarkably
2: annoying. well done, such that uh, as I discovered because I, I I got this game from mobile, so I was playing it on the bus constantly. Um, <laughs> Which is why I got as, saved as many zubinis as I did, Nice. because it's been my bus game. But um, I've discovered that you can play it entirely without sound. Oh, cool! Um, and it still works just as well. Yeah, that's actually uh,
0: really, really nice.
2: Yeah. So, um, but anyway, the something about the sneezy or the oh yeah, so the the animation speed is a is a I think an overall issue, and they it really could have done. With a fast forward button. Like hold Mm -hmm. this button in the corner down. To just make everything go faster for a little bit.
0: Yeah. That would have been. Yeah. That would have been really good for a lot of puzzles. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The minecarts.
0: Minecarts. The minecarts and the frogs.
2: The minecarts are at least okay. Because you can in some uh, instances. Plan out your next move. Yeah. while you're waiting. The frogs for sure take forever. But the
1: frogs you can do multiple at once.
2: Yeah, that's true. You can do that. Um, there's one more where I feel like the fail animation takes way too long. Um, but I can't remember what it is. We'll probably get we'll remember, we'll get I'll remember there. as we get to it.
0: Yeah. Uh, so the next the next puzzle is it's Pizza Pass! <laughs> the I, Pizza Trolls! I feel like, I mean, I feel like this is probably like the most famous puzzle from the game.
2: Yeah, this is definitely was the most memorable thing about the game. Like, it was the one thing that, like, when I thought of the Zumbinis game, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's that game where there's this, like, trolls and you have to make them pizza. I mean,
1: they there's a pizza have, troll. Enough said.
2: Yeah, they also have amazing voice acting. Yeah. Yep. Um. And you can get, uh, the, the difficulty increase on this one is mostly you get more trolls. Um, you, it, there's one of them is you get more, uh, topping choices for the pizza, but then like the other ones are just like, there's another troll until you have three trolls.
0: Yeah. So, uh, in, in Pizza Pass, you start off with one troll. Uh, what's his name? Arno? Arno. And, Arno. And next, the to, next to Arno, there is a, a pizza making machine. So you get to pick your toppings. There's cheese, I think... Peppers, pineapple, pepperoni, and mushrooms, to start with. Yep. Um, And you just sort of go through in process of elimination um, what kind of pizza he wants. So if, if, say, you only put cheese on the pizza and you give it to him and he'll say, well, give me more toppings. And he'll throw the pizza into a pile indicating this one needs more toppings. If you put on, like, pineapple and he doesn't like pineapple, he'll say, there's something here that I don't like. And he'll throw it into a separate pile that indicates there's something here that I won't eat. So you kind of have to like process of elimination it until you yep. find the pizza he wants. And then when the second pizza troll is present, I think her name is what is it here? Uh, Willa. Uh, then you get... <laughs> Willa
2: is my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love her. I was I was at uh, I was at work the other day, and there was like some free food out on the counter, and like like one of them was like. I don't know, ham sandwiches or something, and I was looking at it, and I, like, in my mind, I was going to myself, there's something on this I won't eat. <laughs> this <laughs> like,
0: topping? <yes. laughs> yeah. Um, so, when Willa is present, you get the addition of ice cream. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, the, so the thing with, with Willa and Arno, the pizza that Arno likes, the pizza-ice cream combination that Arno likes, Willa will only eat the exact opposite
2: combination, yeah. Um so they're they're they always include all toppings and they are mutually exclusive to each other. Which I didn't realize as a kid, which made that game much harder for yeah. me. Yeah. It it took me
0: maybe maybe two two runs through that before I figured out that they were mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. Which they tell the, the narrator sort of tells you in in so many words. He says one troll's pizza is another troll's poison. So <laughs> Like when I when I finally figured it out, it made more sense. But you know, um, and then yeah, so you
2: get ice cream toppings with her, which are so you have to make them a pizza and sundae that they like. So it's basically just like adding three more toppings. Um, so that's uh, cherry sprinkles and chocolate sauce. Uh, let's see,
0: the first two doesn't have the chocolate sauce, or the first one doesn't have the chocolate sauce. But the next <laughs> one, see. when you have the third troll, it's it's all toppings and. All toppings on pizza and three for the ice cream Mm -hmm. so and then and then yeah then there's a third troll and extra toppings um
2: the 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 first troll is the sort of like belligerent angry troll the second troll is the like kind of haughty uh like perfectionist troll and the third troll is the sort of like nervous troll i guess He's, like, kind of, uh, he's kind of picky, and he can be me. he can be kind of an ass too, though, sometimes, but he's more like, you know, if you get the wrong thing, he'll be like, uh-oh, or like, there's something on there I don't want, you know, like. So, is he just, like, neurotic, maybe? A little bit, yeah, think, he comes yeah. across as a little more neurotic. Yeah.
0: So, so yeah. that's the first, the first path. Um, yep so they have
2: they have amazing voices all three of them yes but mostly the first like i think in in descending order like the first guy is the best and then the second one is the second best and then the third one's like not quite as great
0: yeah um so so when the difficulty goes up the difficulty of all of those puzzles will go up at once yeah basically how it works they sort of come in sets Um, because
2: they're all on the same part of the path
0: Yes. So then you get to a little a little campsite where you can store any extra zombinees. Like
2: yeah, they're they're basically like checkpoints. So you yeah. you have to do each like map segment in one go. Um but then you can like go back and redo that map segment again with a new group if you want and like the Zumbinis get like accumulate at, this, at the campsite as you go through there yeah.
0: and you, you can't start a new path segment without 16 zumbinis. so if you have lost zumbinis on the first chunk of the path then you have to go back and bring in another chunk of and, and bring in another batch so that yeah. you have a total of 16 or more so you take 16 and then the rest of them you can just sort of store at this, at this campsite
2: Which, actually, speaking of losing zumbinis, that reminds me. Um, is it possible to lose zumbinis on the, like, four caves puzzle? Because I, like, no matter how badly I did, I never lost a zumbini there. Yeah, I I actually,
0: I never did either. And I just, I looked it up. And it says, uh, the player has many chances to find the right cave for each zumbini before a rock slide tumbles down from above and seals the cave paths, leaving behind those who have not entered a cave. So it's another, like, yeah. all or nothing. Yeah. Not all or nothing, I guess, but...
2: No, I, yeah, it but is all it, or nothing. It, it like, locks it, it you out, It stops abruptly anybody you haven't gotten yet. Yeah. Um, so... Right, so then then comes the path split. Oh, but, so actually the campsites are kind of cute. Um, I don't know if you noticed this, but there are, like, little hidden Easter eggs all over the campsites if oh, you click I on things. Oh,
1: Click on stuff, yeah.
2: Now I need to go back and do that. Yeah, there's a there's an achievement for uh, for getting each of the the sets um, for all the stuff at each of the two campsites. Oh man, I need to I need to go back. That there.
1: interesting though.
2: No, they're I mean they're just they're just kind of like pithy little animations. Yeah, but I like <laughs>
0: so, I like stuff like that, so I'll probably at least yeah. just go back and and uh, click on stuff. click around. Yeah, <laughs> click around until yeah. I find the things. So, which uh, do we want to do the bayou or the forest first?
2: Uh, let's do the bayou first. Okay. Which is the upper path. Yes. So,
0: also, I like I, I like how they're kind of, each path is, like, themed. It's sort of, yeah.
2: it's good, I
0: guess. It's yeah, not so much, but it's cute. Is, yeah,
2: the bayou is, like, the swamp area.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, like, the, the first area is, like, the cliffs area. Then you can either go swamp or forest. And then there's, like, the ruins is, like, the final area, I guess. yeah
0: ruins or, or caves or something um, yeah. so the first one in the bayou is Captain Cajun's ferry boat so you which find one a... of the
2: few puzzles that it's possible to come into it with an unsolvable state Yeah, uh, with a not completely solvable state which I did once just to check to see what would happen and then nice. I looked at the description and they're like in very rare cases it may not be possible to get all Zimbini's across and I'm like oh alright <laughs>
0: Yeah, a couple times I did it where it probably wasn't unsolvable, but I just got tired of like moving my zumbinis around, so I left one <laughs> yeah. behind. Sorry, guy. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah. He just
0: he just goes back to the nearest campsite. It's fine. Or to the yeah. island, I think. Which, whichever. He goes back to somewhere. He doesn't- they don't die. Zoombinis... Well, they, yeah, if
2: they, they go back to the campsite, if they're beyond the campsite, if they're in the first section, they go back to the island. Okay,
0: that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. zumbinis uh, don't die, so that's nice. Um, yeah. So- what you do is there's a a, a ferryman who will take you across to the next part of the, the swamp I guess. Um, and you have to you have to arrange your zumbinis on his boat so that uh, the Zumbini or zumbinis next to them have a feature, at least one feature in common. So the first one you sort of just get like a horseshoe so that your Zoom BDs basically only have to match the one on either side of them, to their left or to their right, um, and then it then it changes up the grid. So on the next set, you have to match like
2: they're like sitting in two long rows, I think. Yeah. So they have so to you match. have to match left, right, but also up, down. Mm-hmm. Or well, yeah, up, yeah, up. I guess in one other direction. Yes,
0: and then. And then so on. So, the next, so let's see, that's a 2x8 grid, and then on Very Hard, it's a 4x4 four four grid. So they've got one Zoombini, basically, or they they could be up to, adjacent to up to four other Zoombinis. Um, oh, and then Very, Very Hard is still 4x4, four four, but with the rows slightly shifted to make a rhombus shape, so each beanie is adjacent to up to six others. That sounds like a nightmare.
2: Yeah, that sounds really tough. Yeah, that sounds
1: horrible.
2: Yeah. I remember, and I didn't get this far uh, this time around, um, but I remember as a kid um, giving up on one of of the two paths and just doing the other one because there was one puzzle that was, like, so hard I just couldn't do it. But I don't remember which puzzle. (laughs) Yeah. So, well... I mean, when
1: you get to that stage, it's just, like, it's going to be easier to just do every Zumbini the same? Like, have them all be the same?
2: You can't... Um, so you can't make Zumbinis with... Uh, from on the island with identical features. Uh, oh, are, you, like, ca- you can't? You can't. You can give them all except one, so you could make, like, um, you know, all... all the same hair, eyes and feet and they just have different nose colors or whatever but you're not allowed to start a journey with two identical zumbinis. If you end up with identical zumbinis at a campfire they can both move on together um, but yeah you can't you can't form them that way huh.
1: So <laughs> I'm watch- I'm watching a screenshot here where mm-hmm. there is identical zumbinis but this is the old version.
2: yeah maybe. Um, is it which puzzle is it at?
1: It's on this puzzle. Like uh,
2: so, it's possible that they might have done like one Zumbini on, like in the first path, like six, you know, like sixteen groups that each have yeah, identical characters, and then at the campsite you just rearrange them so that you have one group of sixteen identical characters.
0: Hmm. Pretty sneaky, that's, sis.
1: That's a lot of work.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That that's seems, a lot of work. That seems like a lot of a lot more planning than just banging your head against the puzzle until you solve it.
2: Um, uh, yeah, the the one group of zumbinis I actually handmade was the one where I was testing this puzzle to see if like it was possible that you you just got into an auto lose state so I made I specifically made a group of zumbinis where there was one zumbini that had nothing in common with any of the others oh yeah uh, so I could take it along and see what would happen and it's just like yeah you just have to leave that zumbini behind sorry jeez so Brutal. I'm wondering if like
0: I am wondering name if, like when you
2: uh no, no I I I let them auto generate names. Um but the uh I'm wondering when you get towards the end of the game cuz I have a vague memory of like once you get to the end you like you don't generate more than 400 zombinis like total so you can take like smaller than 16 groups with you at the very end. So, so I'm wondering how that works. If you just, like, have to wait until he's by himself or something like that. If you ended up that way. Interesting. But maybe it's just a rare enough case that they don't consider it, like, necessary to account for.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. So... Um, but anyway. Yeah. So
2: that's the first Bayou yes. puzzle.
0: Uh, the second Bayou is called Titanic Tattooed Toads. Wow. <laughs> um... So the the main feature of the screen is a giant grid of lily pads, and the lily pads each have a little symbol on it. The symbol can be in varying colors, and then the lily pad itself is a specific shape um, Mm -hmm. out of like three or four shapes. So you have to pick a toad, and the toads are arranged by color lily pad shape and symbol shape. So They can
2: only step on lily pads that match whatever their tattoo is. So yeah. if they are, for instance, a red striped frog, they can only go on lily pads that have a red shape. Or if they are a, like, you know, cloverleaf lily pad frog, they can only go on cloverleaf lily pads.
0: Yeah, so you have to basically find which frogs can go, like, you have to find a path of a similar... You know motif in the lily pads, and then you have to find the frog that can take that path and get all of your zombinis across that way. And each frog can go twice before it fucks off into the into the swamp.
2: Yeah, Um, (laughs) which I guess they just did because there weren't enough combinations for them to do sixteen different paths through the swamp, so they just did eight. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Um, what, What what was I gonna say? Oh, and then I think if let's see, what happens if your frogs collide? They just do they just they like just, turn around?
2: Yeah, they just turn around okay. and start going backwards and then when they hit the the other end they just turn around again. So it just takes longer.
0: Okay. And then if you get them stuck um stuck on a on a path that they can't actually finish all the way to the other side, then they just hop back and forth forever and that zoom beauty is lost. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. So <laughs> that's Vinius stuck in eternal hoppitude. Yep. <laughs> Too bad. Oh well at least he's got a friend. A giant mm-hmm. toad friend. This this like I avoided the bayou because this puzzle stresses me out. It's not <laughs> difficult and it's not like there's there's no time constraint, there's no time pressure, but just like staring at all of those lily
2: pads. <laughs> And, like, <laughs> I I avoided this one because it, it takes so long for and, the frogs yeah. to get across. That that and, also like, sucks.
0: The, yeah. So this was not one of my favorite ones, just because <laughs> just because there's so much so much to take in, and I'm constantly second guessing myself, like worried that my zumbinis are gonna be just trapped forever on on the back of a toad.
2: So weirdly, when this when this levels up in difficulty, I feel like it gets easier. Um, because the next thing you get is a magic wand that lets you swap lily pads, huh? Which, if you're in a if you're in a lose state, lets you get yourself out of a lose state by swapping it. You know, swapping in a place where the path will then be correct. I mean, I guess
0: I guess that does make it easier, but it also it also introduces an added
2: level of complexity. Yeah. So not all the paths are there. Yeah. So you have to make some paths because not all the paths are there to begin with.
0: Do you have um, I got this one up to the second level, but I never actually played it on the second level um, because, you know, like I said I, I avoided the, the Bayou ones um, uh, Do you have an unlimited number of lily pad switches?
2: As far as I can tell, like I never use them all up and there's no obvious way of uh, of there's, telling how yeah. many you have left So, but Carl, you say you can run out?
1: I think so. It says limited charge here.
2: Okay. Okay. So, yeah, maybe you have fewer charges uh, as the difficulty goes up. Um, But I, yeah, I never ran out of charges, and there's no, like, there's nothing indicating... Like, normally they're pretty good about telegraphing stuff to you in this game. Like, it's pretty... Even though there's no instructions on any of the puzzles, you have to sort of discover them by trial and error... It it becomes pretty clear pretty quick what you have to do. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting if the the wand was going to run out of charges that there would be some visual indicator that it was getting low, um, but I never saw one. So I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Also,
1: there's when the difficulty goes up. There's crabs that apparently. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't think I saw the crabs.
1: They jump from top to bottom. I think.
2: And can they like knock your zombini off a off a frog? Or
0: yes,
1: I think so. Something like that.
2: Interesting.
0: I hate it when they when they make I, when they make you do it, timing because there's there's yeah. the the bubble puzzle also has an yeah. element of timing that that screwed me up on uh, more than one occasion. But we'll get to that. Yep. <laughs> um, let's see, is there anything else we want to say about, about Titanic tattooed toads?
2: No. Yeah, not really. The okay. fairy that drops off the wand is very strange looking. It's <laughs> like a weird like doodle bug thing. But anyway.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just like looking it up really quick.
2: Uh it's a Titanic. Oh, yeah. Cat- Toad- I see it now. That's that's interesting. Toad's fairy.
0: Yeah, he's a he's an odd looking duck. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Well, that was a nice diversion. I don't know. <laughs> um,
2: he, looks like, he looks like a like a Sesame Street character. <laughs> yeah, he kind of does. Huh.
0: Um, okay, so then the, the final puzzle in the Bayou segment is called Stone Rise. And your Zoombinis come up to sort of a... It's like a hex grid of stones, and you have to match them by whatever feature is indicated. So there will be, like, these these two stones you have to have uh, like the eyes in common and these two you have to have the hair in common um so you're,
2: I think the the central metaphor is intended to be that you're like forming a circuit and like yeah. the circuit will not complete unless there's like zumbinis with the correct attributes matching each other next to each other
0: yeah that seems right because if you, if you put them on the wrong square they get electrocuted and and <laughs> fly, fly back off to the side um so yeah, this is just another another matching one. Um, trying to get the correct configuration so that all of your zumbinis are matched to another Zoombini. Um, how um, well I guess you wouldn't know how this one worked with your unmatchable Zoombini because it didn't it didn't make it past the yeah. fairy boat. Um, <laughs> yeah. Although when when you have an odd number of zumbinis, one of the one of the little hex hex spots will actually have a third connection. So that you're yeah, or there will be
2: one all on its own at the bottom. Oh, I've never okay,
0: yeah, I've never had that, but I've only had the other one. Probably if so, that's probably what they do if there's an odd one that can't match. Maybe maybe they have different configurations for different situations. Um, So yeah, and then when you get them when you get them all matched up, the the stone sort of rises, and they they can cross to the top of the ledge that they couldn't reach previously. I don't know. Not a whole lot to this puzzle. It's it's yeah. pretty strange. I, I,
1: I liked before. I really love this puzzle. <laughs> this is the one I like.
0: Yeah this
2: yeah, out, I out find of, that one kind of satisfying too. Yeah out
0: of all of the, the Bayou puzzles, I think this is my my favorite. I didn't I don't mind the fairy boat one, but I just I just avoid them because the toads the toads, <laughs> yeah. man. I can't deal with it. Yep.
2: <laughs> Yeah. I feel like the toads may have been the one that I avoided as it as a child because it got too hard eventually. But maybe not. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, it's a uh, it's kind of satisfying and as you get as you level up the difficulty on this one, there are more consecutive connections. So like you have to have these two need to share a nose and then next to that are two that need to share like a hairstyle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the the chains just get longer. Yeah.
0: So it's like, it's like a more complicated sort of, ver- well, I don't know. I don't know necessarily if more complicated is the right word. But yeah, uh, a more complicated a version of the ferry boat. Yeah, a, a variation yeah. of it.
2: Yeah, the bayou is called Who's Bayou, by the way, which is a cute pun, because it's oh. about, you know, it's oh, being next to each okay. other. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: that, I, I, I never actually, like, noted that that was the name. That's cute, though. <laughs> yeah. That's cuter than uh the next set of puzzles or the alternate <laughs> set of puzzles to those, which is in the deep dark forest, and that is not a pun. No, it's and, just a deep dark forest. And puns always win. Yep. Uh, um so Yeah, if... but
1: the next puzzle is a pun.
0: Yes, the next puzzle is wait, is it? Fleens? It's
1: fleens. They flee a...
0: oh, oh maybe. I guess so. I can see yeah. <laughs> huh. Um so if, if you decided to go south instead of north, then you go into the forest instead of the bayou. Um, and your first puzzle is just just fleens, where you, you <laughs> they're encounter- They're like alternate
2: universe zumbinis
0: Yeah, they're, they're like, uh, they're like dark zumbinis they, They're a little- they're Shadow a little... realm Zoombinis. Yeah, they're a little
2: edgier looking than zumbinis. Um- Punk zumbinis There's a yeah there's a thing in that the voiceover says at some point about like how they may have at one time had a common ancestor or something like that. That makes sense.
1: The fleens should get a spin-off.
0: <laughs> yeah, they should. It's it's funny too, when you when you go up to uh the pizza troll, the pizza troll says I don't know if he says it all the time, but sometimes he says, Fleens? You're not fleens. <laughs> And then he, Whoever
2: you are, yeah. make me a
0: pizza. So I guess I guess the Fleens also had to make him pizzas at one point. Yep, he just <laughs> just never the the unending hunger for <laughs> for, for pizzas. Of Arno. So I don't know if I'll be able to explain the Fleens one super well. Um,
2: I I can take a crack at it if you okay, want. Okay, yeah,
0: go for it, go for it.
2: So so the Fleens have a corresponding set of attributes. To the Zumbinis, like they have different hairstyles, different eye styles, different nose colors, and different feet. Um, but it doesn't directly match. Uh, well, so in the on the first level, it's it corresponds to the Zumbinis uh, in some way. So like every fleen that has like spiky pink hair corresponds to maybe the Zumbinis that have ponytail hair, um, and so on. And so there are. Uh, three fleas on a branch above a wasp's nest. And your goal is to get those three fleens to jump down and chase you. So they agitate the wasp nest and then the wasps uh, chase off all the other fleens. Um, but there's a whole ton of other fleens to the side that are not above a wasp's nest. And if you uh, get those fleens to chase you then they will just chase you up a tree tree branch and the tree branch can only hold so many zumbinis before it collapses. Uh, Well, it doesn't collapse. it just uh, the zumbinis fall off the end of the tree branch because they're too far out and uh, they get chased back to the campfire by the fleens. Um, So your goal is to find the three zumbinis with attributes that match the three fleens that are standing... uh, Above the wasp's nest, and so you do it by process of elimination. Like, okay, so if I have, you know, there are five fleens on the screen that have pink hair. So, what hairstyle do I have five of in my zumbini party? And I usually, because you're allowed to like move the zumbinis a little bit in the resting area without uh, putting them forward. I would like sort my zumbinis into piles. <laughs> until, like, okay, yeah, let me put all the blue noses over here and all the green noses over here and. And uh, as the, as it gets more difficult, the um, the attributes stop corresponding to necessarily the same. So it's not necessarily that hair always corresponds to hair. It might be that like the fleen eyes correspond to Zumini feet, or something like that, um, which makes it a little bit harder to 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 tell without sitting and sort of pondering it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the exact difficulty gradations of like presumably there's other things. Yeah, I um I think the number of zombinis that can be on the tree branch is also a factor. Maybe. Maybe. Cuz I feel like I could uh, get like 5 or 6 the first time and then only um like 4 of them after that.
0: Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. It only says 6 here, but that that could be that it that mm-hmm. it changes. I mean, this Wikipedia, Wikipedia isn't, like, super thorough, and I'm not on, <laughs> I don't know if there is, like, the official Zumbini's wiki, I wouldn't be surprised.
2: Oh um, man, is there? there... Okay, I, okay. I've I, I I, I found the page, and uh, uh, remind me to tell you, like, at the end, um, I've discovered that there are some sequels to this. Yeah, this I see song.
0: I see there are sequels here as well, which I'm, I'm intrigued by, but also not that intrigued. Uh, not strong yeah. enough to play them. Um, yep, basically. Yeah, so that's the the fleens. and then you get to a, mm. you get to uh, the hotel dementia, dementia <laughs> dementia. I'm not sure if they're trying to make it sound like dementia. Um, mm-hmm. If that's if that's a pun, I'm not sure. Um, and that's basically that's another like sorting puzzle where yeah. your zombinis. Um, there are, are I think five there are like five hotel rooms and yeah, your zombinis have to have some corresponding feature or features um,
2: because yeah of... and you don't know which one they share so it's like you have to put like all of the red noses in here and all of the yellow noses in here and then or you know all of the hats in this place and the ponytails in the other place but they don't tell you which feature it is to start with so you have to kind of guess and check to figure out which one it is yeah
0: so that one's also pretty straightforward.
2: Yep, um, and every time you you try one option, the clock uh, you fail an option, the clock ticks forward and you have to do it all before the the hotel closes
0: because um, the hotel owner has 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 band rehearsal has or something. something. Yeah. 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 Just just no explanation. She's just a squirrel who is in a band um yep. and has to go to rehearsal. So, yep. you know
2: um, yep, exactly. Um, yeah. So the this one, as you as it gets more difficulty, uh, instead of just being a row, it becomes a grid of doors, and they're separated based on two qualities. And then some of the doors get um, like they, she says, Fleen's broken and like messed up the place. So some of the doors are like uh, cordoned off, like they they've uh, they're boarded up. So even if you have like if you end up with zombinis that have to go in that particular space in the grid based on their combination of features, and you didn't plan well well enough in advance, they just can't get into that room. Yeah. So they have to get left behind, which is sort of why. Sad. Why is
1: the f- fleems like the go-to people to destroy <laughs> stuff? And They're
2: punks. they never. Did you not they... see their hair?
1: <laughs> yeah, but they never mentioned the bloats. <laughs> I
2: know, right? You have this ready-made villain that, uh, is, like, the instigators. But no, they're too busy being on Zumbini Island and, uh... And, uh, like, roughing up the Zumbinis, I guess. I guess. <laughs> yeah.
0: They're too busy. They're too busy oppressing a people.
1: Also, <laughs> when reading through all of these things, like, the very, very hard is always super interesting. Yeah. And I kind of want to do those puzzles, but I...
2: You don't want to get through the easier levels yeah. to get to them.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: You can do them on practice mode, at least. It doesn't count towards anything, but at least you can, like, experience the puzzles. Oh. Oh.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I didn't know that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing that they added, I think, to the remake. Oh,
0: nice. Okay.
2: Um, uh, so what happens? Does it? There's a, is there a thing on um, what the hardest difficulty version of that is? It doesn't. It's can... uh, okay, yeah. five
1: times five times five, grid.
2: Oh. oh, shoot. It's a a 3D grid.
1: Well, uh, yeah.
2: How does that work?
1: Well, it's... Google it.
2: Okay. (laughs) Let's see.
1: Uh, I don't know how to explain that. Zumbini.
2: Hotel. Hotel. Very, very hard. Oh, I see. Each... Each space on the previous grid, oh. each thing that was a single space on the previous grid is now a, a set of five doors. Yeah. Let's see. So that's actually, that's like the third uh, level of difficulty for um, Mudball Wall, which is the, uh, the next one in the forest uh, yeah. progression.
0: You which like, is one you, of my
2: favorites, to yeah, be honest.
0: Yeah, you can explain this one, because it's your favorite puzzle. I like this one, right. too. It's pretty fun.
2: So, Mudball Wall um you get a you get a series of mud balls. I'm trying to remember how the the lower difficulty level starts. So the mud balls can be a color and they can be stamped with a specific shape. Yes. And is it just those two for yes. the uh, mm-hmm. the first difficulty? Yeah. Okay. Um, so there's like a little machine that like you know s- empties a little. Uh, it has like a little round sphere full of mud and it like. Sucks up some mud and it creates a little mud ball And it stamps it with a shape And you can uh, Lob the, you can decide uh, Which which shape You want to stamp with and what color the mud ball Should be And then you lob it at the wall and based on the Color and pattern it goes to A particular spot on the wall Um, Some of the spots On the wall have Like dots on them And if you hit a spot with the dots, it catapults some of your zumbinis up up to the top of a ledge. Um, So if you hit a spot with three dots, you get three zumbinis, and two dots is two zumbinis, and so on. Um, So the goal is to hit um, all the, the spaces that have dots on them, but eventually the little bowl of mud runs out, so you have a limited number of mud balls with which to hit them. So you have to figure out where the mud balls are going to land. Um, and to start with, it's just a matter of, like, uh, you know, like, color determines row and shape determines column, basically. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty simple. Simple. Yeah. Um, as you go on, you get the ability to fill in the shape with another color. So there's, like, three attributes. Um, and you also get, uh, I think the next, actually, the next difficulty up is... Uh, one of, them, one of the things determines row. The other one doesn't exactly determine column, but it's, like, always in the same order. So, for instance, green is always above red, is always above pink, is always above blue. Um, so if you know, like, okay, over here, the pink was like space number two, but green is always below pink. And over here, the pink is space number, like, five. So that means that, you know, the green one's going to be the top one of this column, or, you know, so it's it, it's a little bit more, like, spatial-thinky, I guess, than some of the others. Um, but I, I really like that one a lot. And then, yeah, so then eventually you get uh, to color the interior, and then the grid, like, expands hugely inside, in size, where there's, like, a set of sectors, where, like, each sector corresponds to a shape, and then within that is, like, rows and columns based on the color.
0: Yeah, I'm, um, I'm looking at one, and it's... It's uh, a 25 by 5 divided into yeah. like five,
2: five sections, vertical yeah. sections.
0: Yeah. So, yeah,
2: yeah. So it gets complicated, it, I, it gets complicated but I, I always find it like really satisfying to sit and think through like, okay, I have like four pieces of information based on the four mud balls I've already fired. Like, how certain can, like, how quickly can I be? absolutely certain of where each, like, thing is gonna land. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so far I haven't lost any Zubinis to that puzzle.
0: I, I did because (laughs) because I kept accidentally stamping the ball wrong and, like, wasting, like, I I lost a lot of clay to that, but there was only one, one instance where I actually could not bring, like, I think there were, like, two Zubinis left over because I just kept stamping stamping or coloring the mud ball incorrectly and like just shooting at the same two squares over and over again and being like why am i doing
2: this why am i like this you know it's funny i i remember doing that a lot as a kid i remember being like oh no i shouldn't have fired that mud ball i already had that one on the wall that was such a waste of a mud ball
0: i know it feels it feels pretty bad when you when you screw that one up
1: so yeah. what made I, me confused is like the dots on the wall. Yeah. I didn't like connect that there was like a point to them. Oh. Because like I wanted to get all my through, and by that I needed to hit every part anyway.
2: Mm.
1: So it didn't matter if it was three dots or one dot. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I mean, it it yeah, the number of dots uh doesn't necessarily uh doesn't necessarily matter too much unless you're concerned like I think there's a strategy in um, aiming for the high number of dots first because if you run out of mud you'll have gotten more zumbinis through
0: yeah. yeah I mean that's, uh,
2: that's but the like strategy
0: it's, I can think of yeah
2: <laughs> yeah usually by the time you know you know like you, you get a certain you get a certain amount of trial and error and then you know exactly what to do to hit any space on the grid <laughs> Um so I don't know. It's I, I as I say though, I I really like Mudball Wall. Yeah, that's
0: that's one of my one of my favorite puzzles. Um Yeah, so that's all of the forest. And then the the final yeah, campsite segment. Number two. Yes, there's a campsite, another checkpoint campsite, and then the final segment which is the Mountains of Despair is what they are called actually. <laughs> um so, the first one is the Lion's Lair, which you're in this big, this sort of ancient ruin. There's a path, and a big statue of a lion, and in front of the lion is a plaque carved that indicates um, what order your Zumbidies have to be in. So,
2: And in in the easiest difficulty, it's utterly trivial. Yeah, it just tells you. So it, I'm I just think... gonna say
0: this,
1: I failed, like, twice on the easiest difficulty. Yes, because I thought... It can't be this easy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 I could see that. It's it's like it's really trivial on the easiest difficulty. It, it's it. literally like, okay, here's the order your Zumbinis have to be placed on this path for them to continue. All right. First, it's got to be all of the green noses, then all of the blue noses, then all of the yellow noses, then and so on. And it's like, okay. So like the only danger you're in for that one is like not noticing that you had like one more zumbini with a propeller uh, in the party that you didn't notice <laughs> that got hidden behind another one.
0: Yeah. Um, and then but, yeah. And then when you place one on the wrong square, it sort of falls through and then pops up on the correct square, um, which is which is. Not super helpful in the early stage because, yeah. duh. But in the later stages, that actually is is helpful yeah, because because later on, as the difficulty ramps up, it doesn't it doesn't just lay the order out for you. It gives you part of it, and then you have to sort of figure out the rest for yourself.
2: So it's like okay, you know that like the second group has to be the ponytails, and the last group has to be like the flat top cut, but like who's in between? And you kind of have to, like, do one or two trial and errors to say, like, okay, if this guy is here, then there's only this many spaces before him, and that has to fit, like, all, you know, all of one hairstyle, so which ones can go there and which ones can't, and you have to kind of through more. And then as it gets even more difficult, um, they introduce a second row of symbols, so it's like, okay, they have to be organized by hairstyle, but within each hairstyle they have to be organized by foot type. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh okay yeah i was wondering if they would uh add a second attribute because i only got to the the uh yeah. second level of that one so yeah again, that makes sense
1: again i really want to play it very very hard
2: yeah what's when the hardest like, one
1: it's no carvings
2: oh. two,
1: two types of groups
2: yeah Ooh. so you just have to figure that one out by trial and error that's that one's real tough i bet
0: <laughs> yeah that sounds that sounds mean.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> So you literally just have to figure it out based on where the thing puts your dudes when they when they and and you have like a limited number of tile flips like each time the tile uh, a tile like you, you set a zumbini on the wrong tile and it flips it' to the right spot you lose a peg that's holding up a gate and when all the pegs are gone then the gate slams down and any zumbinis that are not already placed uh, get left behind so yep
1: and this goes up per difficulty so you have more guesses.
2: Oh,
0: that's oh, nice. Oh, as it goes up. Okay, yeah. That's you nice would you least. would have to. <laughs> yeah. <they're>, yeah. <laughs> um, although... Yeah, it's
2: like the the pizza trolls on, like, the highest difficulty, they give you... You start with some pizzas already in the nobody likes this bin. So oh, you have okay. some information to work with to begin with.
0: Okay. Well, that's good. Um, and sometimes... I feel like losing losing zoombees on the lion's lair sometimes is helpful because the next two puzzles are the puzzles that... Uh, I I feel are, like, the most dead time among them. Um, so the oh next...
1: god, yeah, the, the mirror machine. The next
2: one is... So I, I really like the mirror machine after you get past the first difficulty. Yeah. The first difficulty is stupid. The first difficulty is
0: stupid <laughs> and it takes forever. Um, so the mirror machine, basically, um, you have to put your Zoombinis on a minecart and there's this crystal blocking them from getting to the other, like, the, the cave exit. And the only way to lift up the crystal is by matching your Zumbini with uh, a corresponding image of a matching Zumbini. mirror image. So on the first difficulty, there's just your Zumbinis and a bunch of slates with images of Zumbinis on them. And you have to pick the right one and i think every yeah, see,
2: it's just hunt and hunt and peck basically like yeah. find you know find the picture that matches this zoom beanie like yeah. and it's like okay like this isn't <laughs> a logic and every puzzle. time
1: you do you have to watch this long ass animation yeah <laughs> and do this 16 times
2: <laughs> yeah yep. doing
0: that with 16 zoom beanies gets to be uh, a chore um, and then as as the difficulty increases it it actually gets really cool because then you have multiple layers of crystal, and on each c- layer there are separate features. So you have to and sort this, of judge yeah. which, the way the features layer, when you place a Zumbini, what will still show through? And then on the other side, you basically have to do the same thing. There are different features layered and different features on the, the Zumbini that you put on the opposite side, so you have to make them match by Combining, basically, features and knowing yeah. how they layer together.
2: Yeah, so the, the closer a, a slab is to the central crystal, the more it takes precedence. So, like, if I have a Zumbini that has, like, a hat, but there's a slab in front of that Zumbini that has a pigtail, then the image that gets projected on the crystal is going to have the pigtail. hmm um, and sometimes, like you'll have multiple slabs that have like hair or roller skates or something in an attempt to kind of trick you. Yeah, they they, and you they have try to, say to like, bamboozle. Okay, yeah, you're like, okay, the final image is going to have this set and this set and this set. So I need a zumbini. So actually, it doesn't matter what zumbini like I I place like what their hair is, but they have to have a blue nose and they have to have like feet that match the zumbini on, that I'm going to put on the other side
0: yeah so so part of it is knowing what features you need to put down and the other part of it is finding a zumbini that has those features and just ignoring everything that doesn't doesn't correspond to either of those things on both sides so
2: and then yeah. the next difficulty up um you don't get any zumbini on the right or er, on the right hand side like you get your current Zumbini on the the left, and they they come one at a time in this version. You're not picking out a Zumbini. It's just like, okay, here's your current Zumbini, and here's a set of slabs that you can put on either side to make a corresponding image that will be the same Mm -hmm. on both sides of the crystal. And some of them have, uh, like, rotating features, like the slab will have, um, like, a, a hairstyle that just keeps shifting. And it's different depending on where you put it down in the puzzle. Oh,
0: that I didn't know. That it changed.
2: Yeah. Huh. So that gets a little bit, like, rough. To, and you kind of have to experiment a little bit to see, like, okay, this is... If I do it here, it's going to be a ponytail. But then that's, you know, that would show through. If I then put another slab on this side, I can get a ponytail. Or I could save this and put it, you know, in on this side but and use a Zumbini that has a ponytail. But... <laughs> And yeah, so that, that gets a little bit more complicated. I like the I like the the logic aspect of that one, but I will admit that the the minecart time is is pretty excessive. Yeah, uh,
0: just a, a moment when fast forwarding would be nice. Yeah, although you did yeah. say earlier, it gives you like a couple seconds to sort of strategize, so it's not entirely dead time, but still, you know. it's
2: yeah, it's, especially in the earlier levels when like the. Uh, if there's sometimes there'll be multiple like run throughs in a row where um i guess every every time you can no longer make a valid choice then the things swap for you yeah but that's not every single Zumbini. sometimes there will be 3 or 4
0: mm-hmm. so if
2: it's not about to swap then you have time to like prep through and look at them and go like okay what's coming up next what should i what should i be using for the next group
0: yeah it it seems it seems like on the lower the lowest difficulty it it's like two zoom beanies get through and then it swaps every time, but I'm not sure if that's if that was I just think coincidence. It's randomized yeah, I think there's I like sure.
2: sometimes it's two, sometimes it's one, sometimes it's like three or four.
0: But I don't know if I like noticed that pattern and then and then like confirmation bias kicked in. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Or something, but yeah. It does go for Usually more than once before it before it swaps out all your all your crystals. Uh, yeah. I feel like
2: that one's that one's hard to picture if you don't actually know what it's talking about. If you look it up, it's it's actually pretty like intuitive. Yeah, uh, but it 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 doesn't describe very well.
0: Also, I I generally like played this game while I you know had like a TV show going or something happening in the second in my second monitor. So a lot of times I wasn't paying attention to like any music or whatever, but in this one, the the background music, which is sort of just like muted gong sounds from somewhere far off in a cave, for some reason, the music just, it always popped through whatever else I was listening to. So <laughs> I don't know, just like hearing those sort of like muted, I guess it's not really gongs, it's more like drums, like tonal drums. So I don't know. Just a silly aside yeah. about
2: that. This the soundtrack in this game is like nothing to remark upon for yeah. what it's worth. Yeah, I, I do like the little tune it plays when you successfully finish a puzzle, but uh, like you get used to that real fast.
0: Yeah, you do because it's
2: the same one every single time.
0: Yeah, a lot a lot of aspects of this game do get sort of repetitive and not not always in an annoying way, just in a way where it sort of
2: fades into the background.
0: Yeah. Even that's
1: the why... pizza trolls.
2: Yeah, even the pizza trolls. Even the pizza I think that's trolls. why it's good to play as a like a bus game, because I think it's the sort of game that's good to play in like semi short bursts. Like, I have, you know, thirty five minutes or something. Let me just like play one path for a little bit and then like go do something else. Yeah. And I
1: think it's pretty good to play it without sound. Yeah. Actually, as much as I love the sound. And
0: mm-hmm. the narrator it
1: gets repetitive.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I can only I can only hear "hip hip zoom" beanie so many times before I'm just <laughs> yeah. like like furiously clicking to the next puzzle.
2: Yeah, as much as that is the best <laughs> the best uh, of the accolades that you can get for finishing a puzzle. It
0: is. Um, okay, so <laughs>
2: <'Cause> the narrator.
0: <laughs> oh, bless that man. Um, <laughs> the The final puzzle is uh, "Bubble Wonder Abyss," which yeah,
2: which might be one of my least favorites. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I you know, it it feels nice when you get it, but but then there's a timing aspect which I mentioned earlier. Yeah. But basically, you have and this one doesn't even make sense like within the context of being in a cave. Um Yeah. It's like some ancient aliens shit just sort of dropped into this cave here, but um yeah,
1: you have pizza trolls make sense. <laughs>
2: yeah they're pizza trolls what doesn't make sense about pizza trolls
0: yeah pizza trolls is at least like a like a silly like kid friendly sort of thing this is just like here's a laser grid and black holes and bubbles and
2: your zoom beanies are gonna die you know like oh Okay. It is one yeah. of it is one of the more like distressing like normally you end up like leaving zumbinis behind. I guess if it's like the pizza trolls can like smack your zumbinis off the screen. Yeah. Uh but in this one you can literally get sucked into a black hole, which is a little or you or even worse, two zumbinis can collide and their bubbles pop and they fall into the abyss. Yeah.
0: Which that yeah. happened to me a couple of times and it was super yep. distressing because you see it happening and you're like, No I should've <laughs> turned it better. Who's
1: decision, it was to, like, decide that the bubble should pop.
0: Yeah. yeah. I was really upset. That just
1: means you can't, like, do all of them at once.
0: Yeah, yeah. that just means it takes more time. So, okay, just... And uh, it takes forever to wait. It does. Yeah. So, uh, the way this puzzle works is there's a grid, um, and there's a few points where you can put your zoom beanies onto the grid, and you, you put them onto the grid by, like, setting them on a switch, and they inflate a bubble and jump into the bubble and float. And they will float in the direction that they are sent from the yeah. switch.
2: It's, it's like a laser grid over a deep abyss.
0: Yeah. Um, so they have
2: to float over it.
0: Yeah. And um, and there are some arrows upon the grid. So if your zumbidi crosses an arrow, it will then switch directions. There are also some arrows that change direction depending like a Zumbini <laughs> goes over it and it's pointing to the left, so they'll go to the left. But then after that, it will switch to, you know, pointing up or pointing to the right. Um, so it they alternate. And then there are arrows that uh, point in a direction, but also indicate a feature. So if a Zumbini uh, gets to that square and has the feature, then they will go off in another direction, which can be good or bad. Because sometimes having that feature will get them to the exit or to the other, you know, the other side of the abyss. And sometimes it will point them towards a black hole and they will be lost. So so your goal is to figure out the pathways and then figure out which Zumbinis can go on which pathways and which Zumbinis can go on which pathways and when and also trying to do so without letting Eddie collide while they are on the board. Which will also cause their bubbles to pop and they fall into the abyss. And it's...
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it literally, like, there's no reason for that other than, like, it would look weird when they're drawing over each other, maybe. Yeah. Um, all it does is make it so that if you, you it, like, give their uh, danger to putting multiple bubbles on the board at once. Which... There's, it takes so long for them to get across the abyss. You desperately want to put as many on the board at once as you can. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's going to be faster to just let those collide and just uh, get more Zoom Beanies. Them. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that might be true. But um, you feel,
0: you feel th- bad because you've come so far with your Zoom Beanies at this point. This is the last puzzle, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah and as as you go up the like pathing becomes trickier mm-hmm. and they introduce like special switches where that are like uh it's like a there'll be a green symbol somewhere on the board and if any zumbini crosses that it switches a green arrow in a completely different place on the board um, and so and sometimes like only one zumbini is capable of crossing that switch but like, is you, there's a certain number of zumbinis that you ha- can only get across before the switch is pressed, and a certain number of zumbinis you can only get across after the switch is pressed. So you have to like, like think through your pathing carefully, so you go like, okay, I have to get all of these across, and then I have to send this guy to switch this switch, and then I have to get these other ones across, and then I have to alternate these two sets so that they switch this one set of arrows back and forth.
0: Yeah, th- this was another one where you can sort of move your zoom beanies around in the holding area and i found it really helpful to like just plan it all out beforehand and yeah, line, them, line up. them up and then and then wait for 20 years for for all of them to cross <laughs> without colliding yeah yep. um yeah and then and
1: if they collide before they hit like a switch that's a problem
0: oh yeah, yeah. that too uh, this puzzle this puzzle is not the best
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a shame they put it last because that like is the, you know your final impression. <laughs> yeah, but
0: yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the last puzzle, and then they then they arrive in Zumbiniville, or at least and they this celebrate match. with fireworks. They celebrate yeah. with fireworks, and then um, they they build little monuments depending on uh, what what level of difficulty your paths are at which I thought, I thought that all the, of the monuments just corresponded with like how many Zoombinis you've gotten across but mm-hmm. apparently apparently you get a new monument for every every time that a path bumps up in difficulty, so
2: Yeah, something like that anyway yeah. I wasn't sure if it's every time a path bumps up or every time you get a full set of 16 across one of the paths or something like that It's um, Well, I think I think to get
0: to get a path to bump up, you have to get a full set of 16 three times.
2: Yeah, that's what I thought too. Is. But it seemed like the the final path wasn't doing that for me. Oh, but maybe okay. I was miscounting or something. Yeah, I, I um, feel like
0: I usually I usually lost at least at least one to um sorry at least two to the to the abyss most times <laughs> because they would collide. <laughs> I very rarely lost any to um to whirlpools, but that's I mean I. When yeah. it's stuff like that and stuff like the um, the toads, I I get really meticulous about planning so that I don't yeah. lose any to like actual hazards. Um, so I usually did pretty well with that, but the the collisions, yeah. yeah. So they have a
1: paperclip museum.
2: Aww.
0: Oh, that's. <laughs> I
2: don't think I don't think I got that one. That's, they, that's yeah, so...
0: for getting the mountains of despair up to very very hard. So uh, yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, the yeah, so they the the monuments are like little buildings. So it's like the town hall and the bowling alley and the clock tower and so you get the uh the little thing. So that means I guess you can finish the game without getting all the monuments, right? Cuz if you can't get full groups of Zumbinis past. Yeah, I guess. Then you don't. I mean, I think that's a nice self-selecting difficulty ramp, right? Because um, you The difficulty doesn't go up until you've shown that you've kind of mastered the puzzles, because you can yeah. get through them repeatedly without losing Zumbinis. Yeah, I thought that was
0: nice. Just it, if, in keeping it from ramping up too much, because, yeah. you know, little, little kids are playing this game, mostly. Not yeah. us, um, but also us. And also, <laughs> yeah. we had difficulties, so. Yeah, yeah it's true.
1: About yeah, the I... thing we talked about before, about making identical Zumbinis, mm-hmm. I don't think you can ever make identical Zumbinis.
2: So that's what I thought, because I remembered from my past um, there being, uh, like, when I tried to form Zumbinis, it, like, not letting me, because it's like, oh, you know, this Zumbini already exists. But then, just like the other day, like yesterday or the day before, I finished... The final one with two identical zumbinis in my party, because um, they had happened to come together at one of the f- the, um, the the campsites. So I don't know if that was a glitch or if it's just like a thing that can possibly happen.
1: I'm reading here that like when you take the 625, which is the possible zombinis mm-hmm. across, then like. You can't make any more zumbinis.
2: Hmm. Well, I mean, it you there are only four hundred zumbinis to rescue, so it wouldn't let you make all six hundred and twenty five combinations. I would think. Maybe. Right, because there's there's four hundred zumbinis at the starting location. So I don't know. Maybe it was that way in the old version, and it's not in the. uh... (laughs) It's not in the uh, modern remake. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Possible. I'm not gonna try it.
2: That (laughs) seems like a
0: lot of a lot of flexing.
2: Right off. I'm looking at some of these old screen caps and like this was really good art for its day. Like the new one the new ones are better, but this looked pretty okay.
1: The old (laughs) hairstyles are better.
2: well some, somewhat i think the the little like um moppy one the like tussled hair is was better in the old version
0: yeah i i think the big thing is that it's uh the backgrounds especially are more stylized which mm-hmm. i mean the, the they more hold up better. yeah the more you stylize something the the more it's going to the more easily it's going to hold up and i i i favor stylization over Realism. That's why Dishonored looked so good despite having like really low res textures. Yep. <laughs> anyway, that's just set aside. That's yeah, what so made me good, think about. You that. know,
2: good on them good on them for picking something that like you know, they could basically like recreate at a higher res and it was fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um
2: but yeah. So that's Zoombinis. I so I think this game, for me at least, it held up because it I guess I should say, like, it held up for, like, little kid me. Like, modern adult me is like, this is pretty fun. Um, like, I, you know, I don't really have time in my life for, um, you know, for, like, going through all 400 zumbinis, But I got some enjoyment out of it, and it was fine. But it's it is totally a game I would give a kid. It, like, I feel like, you know, it's it's solid, the, like, the voice acting is adorable, the, like, the images are nice, the puzzles are clever enough, so, like, if I had, like, a kid who had a bunch of free time, I'd be like, totally get this game.
0: Yeah. I, and I mean, I didn't play this game as a kid, but I, I enjoyed it enough that I, like, didn't, mostly didn't hate playing it for the podcast, you know? I mean, there, there are obviously, yeah. like, the time issues and, yeah and the, the waiting that's, like, I, I am an adult, I have I have homework <laughs> and I have like jobs and stuff that I have to do. So, I yep. I I can't just like sit around and play Zombiedies all the time. But yeah, I think I think this would be I I think I really would have enjoyed this game as a kid. Um
1: you could become a professional Zumbini player.
0: I could. I think speed there's a market for that. Zombiedie yeah, speed gonna say, runs. to say one
2: of the speedrun strats? Next Oh god. Next I bet, there, I bet you could if you if you specifically generated like the the right zumbini types yeah you would have to some of them you wouldn't be able to know ahead of time like the pizza trolls you can't know ahead of time mm-hmm. and uh like the the frogs the, the ones that are unrelated to zumbini features but i bet the other ones there's some subset of features you can pick that means that you could like really quickly go through all of the uh all of the the, the other puzzles yeah
1: maybe but that requires you to customize 16 Zubinies every time.
2: Yeah, which takes a while. Maybe there's a speed run for, like, one set of puzzles. Like, one start-to-finish path. You guys, I googled it. There are speedruns. I, I don't want to
1: see. <laughs>
0: Amazing. Let's see. Speedrun.com slash Zubinies. The... What? The... Let's see. The categories. So... Okay, so the only runs... Any percent, no major skips. Um, they only have them for not so easy and oh so hard. So for not so easy, the first place is uh, six minutes and 32 seconds, which I'm assuming is just to get from one end of the map to the other. Um, yeah. And oh so hard, it's the same person and it's uh, nine minutes, 57 seconds. Hmm.
2: That's impressive. <laughs>
0: uh, let's see. There's one that says any percent with campsite skips. And that's two minutes... Again, the same person, two minutes and 30, 32 seconds. And there are no 100% speedruns, which makes sense.
2: I want to see this at an AGDQ.
0: <laughs> oh, and...
2: In one of those, like, midnight slots, right? The, like, 2 a.m. time <laughs>
0: yeah. slot. Also, possibly worth noting, uh, the person with all of the all of the first place records is also the moderator of the Zoombities page on speedrun.com, so... <laughs> That there usually happens
1: on smaller games, though. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. <laughs> oh. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's... wow. And and there are some videos of speedruns. Um, I may go through and watch one or two. I see, oh! I see one, yeah. I'm
1: watching it now, and I see what it's doing. What's that? He's only taking one Zumbini.
2: Ah, uh, can you do that? Oh, I guess from a campsite you could.
0: But
1: wait. Oh. If you can watching... If you
2: go
0: into the first puzzle with 16 and just lose all but one. Ah, uh, yeah. I guess I guess that's how you could do it.
1: I was watching like I think it's prepared with like campsites.
0: That makes sense too, yeah. Like having it having it set up with an optimized campsite. <laughs> wow.
2: That's that's kind of hilarious and wonderful to me. I mean, uh, as are uh, sorry. Say,
0: oh, I was gonna say. I mean, I I feel like speedrunning is like sort of a a rule thirty four esque uh, law <laughs> of video games. Like if the game exists, yep. someone's speedrunning it somewhere.
2: Yep. So that's fair. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Two a.m. slot. Agdq. <laughs> Somebody make that happen. Make it happen. Um, absolutely. I'll stay up for that. Uh. But so the. uh... The other thing I was going to say is like another thing that is like adorable and charming to me is uh, when I was looking through the stuff on the wiki, I discovered that there are sequels to this game, uh, including but not limited to. Um, oh god, I think I've lost the uh, the tab now, but it's like Zumbinis like. Shoot, I lost it. I'm seeing Zumbinis Mountain something. Yeah,
0: I'm seeing too. But... I'm seeing Zumbinis Mountain Rescue.
2: And, That's the one and
0: Zumbinis Island Odyssey.
2: Yep, and they they the covers look so like '90s rad, <laughs> where they're like skateboarding and and rollerblading, and they look so cool.
0: The the, the, the Wait, covers are not on Wikipedia.
2: No, it's about the Zumbinis.
0: Oh jeez, <laughs> they they do look the mountain rescue. They're like snowboarding. Ooh, yep. yep. And then, yep. and then island odyssey Oh, that's uh, i don't i don't see a big big version of the cover for island odyssey only like a tiny there's, tiny thumbnail there's
2: one of the uh of the original um this one logical journeys that is similarly like rad i'll paste it for you guys <laughs> in the in our chat but maybe we can we can link it, it at the uh
0: that's amazing.
2: I, think I know, right? Oh man. Oh, here's here's Island Odyssey.
0: I mean, they do oh. have rollerblades, so they're oh, automatically yeah. cool. <laughs> it's, it's,
1: it's like super that picture cool, doesn't man. scream. It doesn't scream logical yearning
2: <laughs> It does not. <laughs>
0: Jeez. Well, I mean, the they they knew their the
2: snowboarding ones on the mountains. The uh, the mountain rescue re- are really what does it for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, and apparently I'm looking at the like the description of uh, mountain rescue, and I think it might be this a similar thing. Yeah, it's it's sort of a similar thing where now that the Zumbidis are safe in their new home, Zumbidiville, they find another small species that needs to be rescued. So for mountain rescue. Um, after the foundation of Zumbiniville, the Zumbinis find peace once more until a small group of them get trapped inside a cave, seeking shelter from a storm. They meet up with strange creatures called Boolies, who occupy a city known as Booliwood.
2: Boolie. Bully- oh, I-, I thought they were going to go with the Boolean joke, and there was oh. going to be a Boolean logic thing. Oh, um, bullywood's as- <laughs> pretty good too. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, As a result of the storm, the bullies have been scattered across the land, and their mayor, the Grand Bully Bully, has disappeared. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's the same thing, you have to rescue 400 bullies, but... Uh Uh-huh.
2: I think... I'm not sure, because then and then on, um... I mean, I... I might consider downloading that as freeware somewhere just to see what the puzzles were.
0: Yeah. Um... There there are puzzles listed on Wikipedia, but the the descriptions are much less robust than those of the original game. So <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Oh, and then in and then in Island Odyssey, it's uh, little zerbal zerbal caterpillars. I see. Hmm. I didn't
2: I hadn't realized when we started this that this was a franchise.
0: Oh, wait, wait, wait. there's there's an even better part of Island Odyssey. So, from the description uh, the Zumbinis discover that they left the Zerbals, the native moths, to die in their former homeland of Zumbini Isle and return to the isle, which is now empty of the col- colonist bloats who earlier enslaved the Zumbinis. <laughs> so you're just trying to get the Zumbinis, uh, or you're trying to get the Zerbals I think, back, like, with, with the Zumbinis to Zumbiniville or something. Aww. So that's cute conservationist Zumbini island odyssey
2: yep (laughs) very nice it's you know for a children's game i mean i don't i obviously can't speak for the sequels but for a children's game it's like less patronizing than i expected it to be yeah (laughs) like it's cute and silly but it's not like hey little kids here's like a little kid you know i don't know Actually, I don't uh... know why I expect children's things to be patronizing, but somehow I do.
0: One thing that I did think was nice that's uh, that is related to this: there's a there's a hint button, and I feel like the hint button never actually gives you hints. Um, it but, does not. But what it does do when you bring up the hint button, it just says, "You've got everything you need. Don't worry about it. Take your time. Yeah. Observe. <laughs> observe for patterns. Look at look at like your surroundings. You can do this." I believe in you. I'm like,
2: yep. thanks. Thanks, Hitbox. Thanks, Hitbox. Thanks for not yeah, actually
0: it, giving me a hint, but, you know. What it
2: does is it repeats the, the text that the narrator says on the way to the puzzle yeah. in case you accidentally skipped over it or are playing with the sound off.
0: And that that can be a hint in, yeah. in at least a few cases it's a hint. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I want more games to like encourage you.
0: <laughs> to yeah. be that that positive. That feels yeah. nice. I would love I would love an encouraging Dark Souls. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I also like that they specifically um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, they sort of specifically go out of their way to not have anything be time pressured. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a logical puzzle game. They don't want any of it to be like, oh, you gotta figure it out within 30 seconds or you're done. Um, it's all a, like, let me sit and think about this, and if I'm patient enough and thinking enough, I can get this.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, I feel like that's that's true of a lot of good puzzle games. I know, maybe, maybe not so much an issue of time thing, but um, instead of time uh, dexterity, like, the Portal games, they made a big point of saying... You know, if you feel like you have to make a lot of like tricky jumps or really tricky timing issues to solve this puzzle, you're probably looking at Not it the wrong way. Hard enough. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're approaching it, you try approaching it from a different way, and you won't have to do any of that stuff. Um, which I think. I
1: feel like Portal has some.
0: There, there are some, but I think they're usually more like story element puzzles that are, well, story elements rather than actual puzzles. Where they sort of have to put in something tense, so they're like, "Here, here's a timed segment. Solve it. It's easy. Like, but you still get the feeling of having solved it under pressure. Um, Mm -hmm. More so, more so, I think, in the second game than in the first one. But
2: yeah,
0: yeah. But yeah, I was thankful not for not to have time pressure under
2: any of these. Yeah, because I know, like, that's a big. Like, that's a big just sort of separator for, like, uh, some people. Um, That's not the word I'm looking for. But, you know, like, it it alienates a significant group of players who are just not as game literate and not as comfortable. Because time pressure feels like all of a sudden you're under, like, a really high stress. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely.
0: I remember um, when I was when I was a small child. The reason the reason that I have spent my whole life not being a math person actually, I can I can trace this to like specific moments in elementary school. Um, when you're in elementary school and you have to do like those those sheets with a hundred simple addition or subtraction or multiplication or division problems, and we had I don't I don't remember, but we did those like once a week, and it was always a specific set of time and it was do as many as you can of these 100 mm-hmm. in the time and i never never got very far just because of the time and i it yeah. stressed me the fuck out and it made me hate math so thanks elementary school thanks yep. thanks american public school system <laughs> like <laughs> I had it the, all the way back around <laughs> yeah
1: i had the exact same experience with math in like when i was like 10,
0: 11. Yeah, it yeah. sucks. This, this, this <laughs> exercise sheets suck, and their, their, um, their suggestion to my parents about that was to give my parents a bunch of stacks of those sheets and to make me do it at home, uh. which again circles back down to back around to homework. And I never did. My parents didn't make me do that shit at home. <laughs> I think they realize that it's, it's stupid to make a yeah. child do that under time pressure when you know they otherwise are okay at math. So Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's just <laughs> you
2: said time pressure and that is
0: immediately what I thought of. <sighs> yeah. So
2: it's it's good that they like they set out to make a game that was just about logic puzzles. And mm-hmm. this is a good game like a good set of logic puzzles for the most part. Like it's flawed. For sure mm-hmm. like the the it definitely cries out for that fast forward button
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, but you know the the narrative is cute but doesn't get in the way um the art is charming, and like the puzzles are are certainly good enough for what it is yeah and it and it
1: it's a good game from ninety six
2: yeah, <laughs> that's also a good point yeah it
0: and it holds up pretty well, even. You know, even t- 20 years later, 21 years yeah. later. Um, and
2: as as far as like, uh, oh, Jesus. Has, yeah, it's been, you yeah. know, seven, hmm? 11. No, you're right. Yeah. I, I almost years. said
0: I almost said 10 years. And then I was like, wait a minute. 1996 oh, was much longer Jesus.
2: ago. <laughs> yeah. No, I guess 21 years. I'm ah wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it holds up twenty one years later. And it's it's also like I feel like it has a lot up on the um the educational games of its day because it's not as as Sean Bo put it in his talk, it's not chocolate covered broccoli, right? Yeah. It's not like, hey, here's a bunch of flashcards for an unrelated activity with some like game on the side. Yeah. Uh, it's like, no, these are like logic puzzles that are built into like a set of mechanics and then you just go through yeah it, uh, it works pretty well
0: you know? yeah it's the, uh,
2: the just... modern game I would compare it to is like the Professor Layton series a little bit yeah where it's like here's a loose narrative and like a bunch of classic logic puzzles just draped on top of that mm-hmm. like have at it yeah. Although I think those are even more disconnected than the Zumbini ones are.
0: Yeah, they, because, I mean, the puzzles have, there there is a the narrative, but the puzzles don't have anything to do with the narrative. The puzzles are just, you meet a guy eating a baguette, and he says, this baguette reminds me of a puzzle! <laughs> and yeah. you do a baguette-related puzzle. I don't know if that actually yeah. happens in any of the game, I've only played the first one. But.
2: but yeah, it's essentially
0: that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just, you find a guy and they do a thing and it reminds you of a puzzle. Because everything reminds Professor Layton of a puzzle.
2: Yep. Whereas uh, in this one, you're at least like always trying to get them from point A to point B. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Although it is nice that some of the puzzles in Professor Layton are optional. Because that's, I mean, sometimes I felt dumb playing this game. Always, I felt dumb playing Professor Layton. So <laughs> that's that's fair. So there you go.
2: Anyway, we're not going to be playing Professor Layton. Um, no, what we are, are going to be playing next, though, segue, 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 uh, <laughs> is uh, we are going to be playing uh, War for the Overworld. Um. So let me let me actually look up. Who, like who is officially the creators of War for the Overworld. Yes. War for the Overworld um, by Subterranean Games. That's not surprising. Um, that they would call themselves that. Okay, so here's the story with War for the Overworld. Uh, once upon a time, there was a company named Bullfrog that made a couple of games called Dungeon Keeper. Dungeon Keeper and Dungeon Keeper 2. Uh, which were really interesting games. Um, and then Bullfrog folded slash became Lion's Head um and there while like they were in the planning for Dungeon Keeper 3 and they never got to make Dungeon Keeper 3 and there were a lot of devs um from this game that like really wanted to make Dungeon Keeper 3 um so eventually those devs just got together on their own um ran a kickstarter and were like will you help us make Really not Dungeon Keeper 3, no, we promise, don't sue us. Um, <laughs> so they made War for the Overworld, uh, which is essentially Dungeon Keeper 3. It's, like, it has a different name and, like, slightly different assets because they, like, can't legally use the same ones because I think, like, EA technically owns it now or something like I that. Think,
0: I think so, yeah.
2: Um, but it's essentially, like, the third game that they wanted to make. Uh and War for, the, War for the Overworld and Dungeon Keeper were a really interesting, like, meld of game genres in that they were, like, they're nominally RTS games, um, but they also have a heavy sim component. So the idea is that, you know, it's an RTS, your goal is to, like, build up a base, train, uh, you know, like, get units, uh, make the units more powerful, and, like, go out and take over enemy territory. And you have to harvest resources and things like that. Um, but unlike a standard RTS, you can't just, like, you know, build a barracks and generate units and then like control those units and like decide, you know, to go over and attack. Uh, what you have to do is create a really nice, fancy dungeon that minions will want to live in. You, by the way, are, like, you're an evil overlord in the underworld. So you have to create a fancy place that minions want to live and attract them to your dungeon. And then you have to keep them, like, happy and paid and well-fed so they will do the work that they're supposed to be doing. So you have no direct control over them. You just kind of encourage them to do the thing that you want them to do. And then they either do it or they don't, depending on how happy they are with you. Yep. Uh, and I find it super fascinating, because I really enjoy sim games, but it's, like, sim games with a strategy component, um, and it's, but it's, like, not as, I don't know, I don't want to say cutthroat, but, like, it's not as micro-y as a standard RTS, which is usually the parts of RTSs that trip me up.
0: Yep. I feel um, it.
2: So, yeah, so I'm really excited for uh, War for the Overworld to be, like, uh the next thing, and I, I have already played a bunch of it because, uh, I, you know, my husband was playing it, and I, he wanted me to play some with him, so I like got uh, got started on it, and I have a lot of thoughts on some things that they did well and some things that they really like missed the mark on. <laughs> so we'll see what you guys think.
0: Yeah, I mean,
2: um, I, but it's it's for Steam, and uh, I don't know, maybe some other places for PC.
0: Yeah, I I usually go through and find all of the places you can buy it when I put up the post, so those will all be in there. And I I do also have Dungeon Keeper and Dungeon Keeper 2. I've never played the second one, but I've played at least some of the first one. So maybe I'll play a little bit of that for comparison. I don't
2: know. Yeah, I liked the second one a lot. I thought the second one had a lot of improvements on the first one. Nice. Yeah. Um, But part of that might have been because there was a level in the first one that I just could not for the life of me get past. Yeah, Um, (laughs) that'll do it. Whereas I... I could finish the second one yeah. if I tried hard. It's also, it's so. also
0: I mean, similar, like, uh, theme in multiple ways. It reminds me of uh, Tecmo's Deception slash Kagero's Deception slash just Deception, which is basically a- another game where you, um, you... I don't... It's not as focused on minions, but you have a castle and you, bu- you build traps in it. And the goal mm-hmm. is to, like, keep... Uh, keep adventurers from breaking into your castle to like get your treasure
2: sounds vaguely familiar. I feel like someone else may have wrecked this game to me at some point
0: yeah it's i've played some of one of them, but it's it's i mean it's an older game like p s one era was the first the first one i mean there there have been more recent ones. i think deception four came out for p s three um which <laughs> i haven't played that but it's it's an old series old ish series um mm-hmm. but the early games were pretty pretty esoteric in terms of how how you play them, uh, to to get into, but interesting interesting conceptually definitely. Um, Is that yeah, one of whole...
1: like the weird Japanese games?
0: Yes, weird Japanese games absolutely. Yeah. I think I know about it.
2: This will also be the second game that we've played where you play as the bad guy. I yeah, think. we also played Overlord. Yep. I like.
1: I mean, I feel like. You can make a case for you being the bad guy in a lot of games.
0: <laughs>
2: That's fair. It's all about. But our like perspective. Ex- explicitly, you play an evil overlord who is like trying to conquer the world of light. Yeah. So. <laughs> this is not. I want to
1: know how how much. Similarities they have.
0: Oh, overlord the and um... War
2: for the Overworld.
0: I yeah. guess we'll find out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah something to think about maybe maybe talk about it on the forums or play this game and come talk about it with us on the podcast next time yeah do it
0: we we like having guest
2: hosts and it's been a while since we've had a guest it has been a
0: while it has been quite a while but you know we let we let you come to us at 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 your discretion so we'll just keep doing that
2: at at your discretion and at Kelso Time Bomb.
0: Yes, and at Kelso Time Bomb. I guess we'll do Twitter plugs now. Segue, segue, segue. Um, yeah, if you would like to be on the next episode, be on any future episode, um, hit me up on Twitter at Kelso Time um, Also follow the general podcast account at Feedback Force. I, I tweet. I mean, I retweet everything from there, but also. You know, if you if you want to get it a split second before I retweet it, um, <laughs> all of the updates and stuff are posted there as well. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say.
2: All right, um, I am at Kyla underscore Go on Twitter, uh, and I stream most Sunday mornings. Not next Sunday because I'll be um, I'll be camping because it's Easter. But uh, but usually Sunday mornings at, at 10 Pacific, I stream extremely long games. We are currently streaming Wind Waker, and I am in the, like, interminable uh, treasure hunt sequence at the end (laughs) at the moment. (laughs) And it's been a lot of fun. I've been enjoying that tremendously. (laughs) So, that's my deal.
1: You say that you're camping because it's Easter. Like, it's obvious that you're (laughs) camping?
2: Sorry, it's, uh, it's uh, (laughs) a, my husband's family has a tradition where they do a camping trip every easter and they have for like the past like 40 years.
0: Okay. So, I figured it was like a a, a specific tradition because I've never <laughs> yeah. heard of anyone going camping for easter. No, no, yeah. But it sounds no, we fun. Uh, <laughs> so,
2: yeah, we do an easter camping trip out on this uh this like island, so it's like camping on the beach and it's uh it's very nice. It's a lot nice. of fun. I'll tell I'll tell all about it on the the next podcast. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah.
1: And you can follow me uh on Twitter at at scout three.
2: Excellent, and and do that message message him. Hit hit him up. Hit him up. <laughs> tell him tell him what you had for breakfast. I guess <laughs> do that. <laughs> yeah. <Please
0: don't. laughs> um. Yeah. So next time, uh, in two weeks, we will be playing. What is this War for the Overworld? War the overworld I overworld. Yeah. I keep wanting to call it like, something else, but I'm never sure what else I actually want to call it.
2: Well, we've been, um, we've been, uh, shortening it to Warfto, if, uh, if
0: you want to use that. I mean, that's a little easier to remember, because, like, this has, it's like, is it War for the Overworld? Is it War of the Overlord? Is it War of the Overwatch? I don't know. (laughs) You know, there's there's so many things it could be, but we're playing, uh, we're playing Warfto. We're playing Warfto. Yep.
2: Um, yeah, because WUFTO is not as fun an acronym to say as Warfto. <laughs> yeah. I'm into that.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> next time we will be back, we will be playing Wofto, and uh, we hope to see you then.
2: All right. Thanks for joining us. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.